Well, I do understand where, where Vincent is coming from, and I think we can address his concerns. I, I had some experience of it. My father owned a, a news agent, small news agent, for 30 years. In fact, I think he was a former president of or Vincent's organization back in the 1970s. And in the 1970s and 1980s, when I was growing up in the news agents, we had a deposit scheme on glass bottles at five pence per uh, per glass bottle, which couldn't be compacted, and they were just stacked up at the back in, in the storeroom until Taylor Keith or whoever it was came along to take away the bottles every week. Technology hasn't moved on. Times have moved on. Uh, well, good morning to you. Plastics is the big um, issue that I'm listening to on Irish radio today. That is a news talk radio. And this is Paul Omani on the podcast from Cork with love, adventure. And my adventure this morning is to go and have a a day in which things are going to get rough. I'm going to, whether I like it or not, I'm going to have a rough day. I'm going to be what you might call even stuck in a bunker and having to try and hit a ball out of sand. I'm driving and I'm going to be driving for most of the day at least for the next uh, probably about four and a half hours. Most of the time I'm going to be driving over terrain that is oh, got all sorts of variety attached to it. Yeah, I'm heading down to Fota Island Golf Course. You probably guessed by now that I was talking metaphorically, but I do find the game of golf to be a very, very useful analogy or metaphor for life. I've got short trousers on me today, which are crumpled. They haven't been ironed, so I'm not going to be elegant on the golf course. I'm wearing a bluish, yeah, blue top. Not dark blue, not light blue, some other shade of blue. Not sure what it would be called. The traffic lights are green. The markings on the road are yellow, double yellow lines along as we go around, and they're selling petrol at 135.9, and that's red. I'm hoping not to get stuck in traffic. Sun shining, predicted to be dry until 1300 hours, and light precipitation for one hour. I'm probably going to take a chance going to take a risk. A bit like deciding, well, I'll probably miss that that sand bunker, even if I try and hit it. The risk I'm going to take today is that it is, isn't going to rain. If it rains, I'm going to get wet legs, wet socks. But it's been so warm over the last couple of days such blue skies, I, I, I feel that like running that risk. The worst that can happen is I get wet trousers. And that's happened to me before. And of course, I, if I get wet trousers, I get wet underpants. And you know what? That's happened to me before. And I've survived to tell the tale or not tell the tale. 
there are green trees and there are copper trees not many copper trees but I've just patched past a copper beach there yellow dried grass along the, the verge white solid white line down the center of the road and a solid sign on a white background gray sky overhead and it certainly looks like as if I'm driving into rain I have got a khaki no I have got a tartan pair of trousers with me and the way I feel at this very moment in time is that I'm likely to change into the long trousers. How many other people here are going out to play golf today? How many more of you anticipate that you're going to find yourselves in a, in the rough? That you're, How many of you are going to be, are having a rough patch? Or how many of you are going to get a hole in one today any of you going to get a hole in one any of you got a number of golf clubs in your bag which will enable you to get out of any lie that you find yourself in any of you gonna wedge your way towards success now, I wonder, is there another sport which is so perfectly tuned to life, to daily life, as golf? Certainly cricket isn't. I could say, well, look, today I'm going to bowl the ball. I don't know where exactly it's going to land. I don't know. Well, a telephone call came in. And that stopped the recording of the podcast. So it says now, it says no overtaking. It says 60 kilometers per hour. And I'm due to meet Jonathan Am, my great uh, friend, at a quarter past eight. And I'm passing a church. the Glowntown Church. Three minutes past eight. Meet him at a quarter past eight. Tea off at half past eight. I wish I'd had a good hearty breakfast. As it is, I had one half cup of tea and two at the most spoonfuls, dessert spoonfuls of melon, blueberries and apple which of course freshened me up for the day but didn't give me much ballast and now I'm coming to a brown sign which says Cork County Council whether that is a boundary for Cork County Council as opposed to Cork City Council, I don't know for sure. Cork is the biggest county in Ireland. 
I think Tipperary probably the second biggest and Galway must be up there somewhere and Donegal must also be somewhere but coming back to Cork it has two public authorities it has a city council and it has a county council there is a point of view and people who support it that says Cork should have a unitary council there was a big shindig about changing the boundaries in Cork about what should happen in Cork that went on over about the last three or four years it was finally resolved into a situation where the boundaries of the city were extended and the county paid compensation to the city for the loss of income from a few parts which were mainly commercial rates. Myself I never fully understood why there should be any form of compensation and I, as far as I could see and this may be a superficial view you simply transfer the staff that are needed from one council to the other you transfer whatever machinery you need from one council to the other and I don't see why there should be a some form of compensation from the city to the to the county however however I if I was a debating person I reckon I could put up a strong case in favor of of that now where am I I'm going to Volta Island I need to be a little bit careful that I don't make a mistake here at this roundabout it says left to Carrick Tool it says straight on to Waterford and Middleton and backwards it says oh blue signs in Fort Park Enterprise Park right around the roundabout and follow the signs I go towards Cove which is famous for its Titanic experience for those of you who don't know it's spelled C-O-B-H because B-H in Ireland is pronounced as a V or yeah, B-H in Irish is pronounced as a V as in Siobhan there's water on the right hand side because I'm going onto an island on the left hand side it says a factory carpet sales but it is reduced to pet sales it's kind of funny there are now some drops of water on the windscreen when I get into a photo island resort which has got a brown sign I'm going to turn on the weather forecast again and see whether there's an update. 
if I went straight ahead, I would be going to Spike Island. And it says there's a ferry from Kennedy Pier, Cove. I wonder if Kennedy has any connection with President Kennedy. Bouté, bouté en avant. Bouté en avant. That's the slogan or the motto of Photo Island Resort. It, this is a winding road. Little bits of rhododendron left and right. Still in bloom. Bloom. 30 kilometers per hour. Trees growing across the road. It's a bit like a vegetation tunnel into the... Oh my goodness, I've just seen a man I know. seen in many years walking down the avenue this is an avenue and as you can hear if you like our workout if you went to the trouble of doing it which I wouldn't suggest you do it's a long avenue so it's certainly longer than the avenue that I've seen going into Augusta rich green a, a few evergreens but mainly deciduous trees on both sides of the road any second now I'm going to come out and I'm going to see the hotel which I the first time I ever saw it I considered it a monstrosity um, a replica of Soviet 1960 or in fact even earlier architecture an unpleasant for me for me an unpleasant block there's a wonderful wonderful hedge left and right beach hedge just stunning yeah I still think the Sheraton Fosa Island Hotel is ugly it is not ugly inside it's a lovely hotel inside and it does the best breakfast that I have had in Cork. You can sit there for two and a half hours, which I certainly have done. Okay, it costs you 15 euros. And hardly a... No, here comes the rubbish lorry. And I drive down a hill into the golf, uh, golf complex. Ah... <sighs> There won't be many here at this time on a Thursday morning. Yeah, I should have said this is Thursday morning. There are lupins growing in the in the flower bed there. Now where is Jonathan Am? Well he's not here. There isn't a single not a single car in the car park. Wow, one spot reserved for the captain, another reserved for the... Oh no, one cap, there's two reserved, I guess, for... And there's one reserved for the lady captain, there's one reserved for the president, 
and there's one reserved for the Lady President. There's reserved Lady Honorary Secretary and reserved Honorary Secretary. I wish that golf courses, golf clubs were amalgamated into one membership so that there wasn't a lady captain and there wasn't a male captain. I wish that that could be got rid of. I wish everybody were golfers. I do. And I wish there were ways of working out how men and women could play in the same competition. I wish that the handicap system in golf would equalize men and women and that men could play in competitions with women and and vice versa. This um, I wish the membership uh, price from joining golf club was the same for men and women. I wish we could get rid of you know gender difference. Now this is probably a bit silly of me because I'm getting rid of diversity and it's a little bit difficult for me to to reconcile my overall commitment to diversity with getting rid of diversity in membership of a golf course but recently and by recently I mean in the last few years I think every club, almost every club, is now a membership for women and for men. And before there were some clubs that were only men could be full members. And my friend is having trouble getting through the tunnel. What does John Thanam say to me? He sends me a text message saying, traffic hectic, still trying to get through the tunnel. We may have a slight difficulty. I better go in and uh, sign in for us. It's now 14 minutes past 8. He may well arrive late, at which, no, knowing him, he'll arrive at one minute to half past 8, and we'll be fine. Well, I'll, I'll be back to you later in the golf round and report in on how, many, how much time I spend in the rough and how many golf balls I lose. From Cork, with love. A golfing adventure today. Welcome to the 19th hole in Fota Island Resort Golf Course. One of the finest inland golf courses. One of the finest golf courses in Ireland. The Irish Open has been played here, so it's that good, of course. I've had a rough morning, four hours, 15 minutes, going around the course, nobody in front of us. We were let through by a four ball, which was very good, on the, during this, on the second hole of the second nine. We even made a mistake, we went around the 10th to the 18th instead of the 1st to the 9th. The excuse is there are three golf courses here. I habituated the rough. I got lots of practice 
playing out of the rough. And I'd say there's a slight chance that I'm better at playing out of the rough now than I was when I started. I didn't get much uh, practice on the putting green, so I didn't hole out at many holes because I decided I would contribute quite a few golf balls to the golf course. I felt like that it would be only fair and right and just to spread my golf balls around the place. And you know what it's like, you know, spreading your balls is like, you know, sowing your seeds. So when you go out into the morning and golf, you make a balls of it. Or when you're going out to work, you sometimes, in my case very frequently, make a balls of the job. So I'm drinking a pint of water, tap water, with no ice in it, in case you're wondering what does a man drink on the 19th hole after he's had a round of golf like I've had. One thing, though, I can say is that I've been bitten by the bug. Bitten by the bug. bug. Yeah, I know. Great alliteration. Bitten by the bug. In other words, I want to go and play tomorrow. Unfortunately, my legs don't feel as if I would that would work tomorrow. So, and over here in Ireland, not all golf courses have buggies. They had electric golf um, carts here. 15 euros to hire for the round. I balked at that and I paid 4 euros to push my golf club around, my golf clubs around. I used to have a, a golf caddy or golf, no, a golf trolley. But it's long gone now. They don't have um, buggies for hire. I don't know if that's because of the amount of rain here that there's been. Most golf courses in Cork wouldn't have been dry enough for anybody to chase buggies around them so far this year. Anyway, you find me here um, um, fatigued aching back, aching knees, looking forward to food, craving food, but I had a great conversation with Jonathan Am as we went around, and if I can prevail upon him to say a few words about his experience this morning, I will. So the very next episode will be, or the very next part of this episode will you will know whether Jonathan Am, my good friend, has consented to lend us his voice.